What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I hope you're having yourself a hell of a start to your week. I'm having a pretty goddamn good start to my week, so I hope you are as well. As always, I like to start off every podcast with a little bit of gratitude. So a big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers, anyone who has subscribed to me on punchup.live. That's right. You too can go to punchup.live and just scroll. You'll see like I'm one of the featured comedians there. Click on Joe Kilgallen. Then when you subscribe, like you click watch my special, type in your little email there. You get to watch my special for free, full special right there. The only place to find Joe Kilgallen's good grief is at punchup.live, a brand new comedy platform. No censorship, no any of that shit from the comedian right to the fan. It's amazing. I love it. I just added a bunch of tour dates there. LA, I'm coming your way. March 1st, I will be in the City of Angels, Los Angeles on March 1st, 9.30 p.m. show at Lyric Hyperion, which is this really cool venue, kind of like in the Silver Lake Hills area of LA uh, near uh, Los Feliz um, on your way to Echo Park. It's not in Echo Park, though. It's north of Echo Park, uh, but it's going to be a good time. So I will be in LA doing some shows. Tickets are available on my website, joekillgallon.com. Go right there. Just scroll yourself down. Some other dates have been added. I'm going to be just outside of Milwaukee, February 17th. Uh, where else am I going to be? I will be at the Beverly Arts Center, February 24th. That is for a great cause. It's a mental health awareness comedy show I've been doing for about four or five years now. So Southsiders, Southsiders of Chicago, that is. Come on out to the Beverly Arts Center on Saturday, February 24th. And if I'm doing your show and you're listening to my podcast, going, how can we not promoting that one? Because I, I forgot to. Okay, get off my ass, huh? But thanks for the listen. Thanks for checking it out. And then send me a little reminder. Be like, hey, dude, ticket sales are low. Why don't you fucking pump them up a little bit? And I will do that. Also, to the Let's Get Dumb listeners, thank you for uh, checking out my own podcast as well. And for those of you who strictly listen to the Joe Kale Gallon podcast, head on over to Let's Get Dumb. Just type in Let's Get Dumb to wherever you listen to podcasts. It'll pop up. It's myself and fellow stamp comedian Jonah Jerkins. We ask dumb questions, tell dumb stories, and we really do just have a dumb old time. And it's a lot of fun. This week's episode will have comedian Adam Burke as our guest. And uh, we get to know Burke a little bit more. I'm, I'm the, it's not really an interview podcast. It's more like uh, when we have a comedian on, it's more like to be part of our panel, to share dumb stories with us and and give their dumb opinions on our dumb opinions, you know, just dumb, dumb, dumb. That's the whole thing. And uh, it really is a silly podcast, but people seem to enjoy it because I tend to yell at Jonah a lot. Uh, that's just who I am. I'm a yeller. Uh, not really yelling, but it's, I, I feel like people have had friends. Kristen Toomey, great comedian. She has said, I thoroughly enjoy watching your facial expressions reacting to some dumb thing that Jonah just said. So you'll see a lot of that. The episodes are on YouTube. Most of them, there's a, a, there's a little lag. There's a few episodes that's slowly get fully on there. And we post a shitload of clips on Instagram. All right, enough of the plugs. I've done three minutes of plugs. What the fuck, dude? I, if you're still with me after three minutes of fucking talk, 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 plug, 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 then I appreciate you very, very much. Uh, it is uh, icy, icy tundra here in the city of Chicago throughout the whole Midwest. Uh, that's why it was a nice little weekend. I did go up to Wisconsin to do a couple shows there in Sussex, Wisconsin. Which is about, uh, I want to say, 15 miles west of Milwaukee, I want to say. It was only 84 miles out from Chicago. Great show. Um, it was two shows, though. The first show was sold out. So they added a second show. And I'm there with fellow comedian Mike Myers. Great guy. We drove up together. And we forgot that the Packers were playing. Dude, if you don't know the state of Wisconsin, you just do not know what it's like when a Packers game is on. That state shuts down. It's like West Texas with high school football. It's, it shuts down. They just, 
everything is all all eyes on the Green Bay Packers. They're obsessed with their team, and uh, rightfully so. They have, they have a good history. Yeah, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. They're our rival, so it pains me to admit that, but they've had a, a very, very strong history, and uh, they always seem to find a quarterback, and my Bears never have a quarterback, so it's very painful. So the show was going on, and I remember talking to some people afterwards, like, well, we bought the tickets before the NFL announced when the playoff game would be, and I'm like, ah, it's tough. Well, thanks for still showing up. And they go, every now and then I was checking my phone. I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't fucking blame you. You got, you know, I'm a big sports fan too, clearly. Bears fan, Cubs fan, Man City fan, Bulls, Blackhawks. I get it. So I would, I sneak off on my phone. I've been at weddings. I've been at funerals where I'm checking scores of games on my, on my phone. I understand. So, uh, and they're a great audience, but it was interesting to watch. There was a gap between the shows. So we had a good 45 minutes. So we were able to catch the end of the game. And a lot of people lingered around to watch. And me and my fellow comedian, Mike Myers, comedian friend of mine, Mike Myers, Michael Myers, not to be confused with the serial killer from the movies, but it is the same name. And uh, we're watching and we're watching the Packers blowing it. And I remember when that final interception Jordan Love threw that sealed the deal, you know, uh, for the 49ers. I was I had my beer like up to my mouth and I like whispered over to Michael Myers. I'm like. I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am right now. I want to celebrate really badly, but I also don't want your tires to get slashed in the parking lot with the Illinois plates. Okay. And I just, it was satisfying. I'm sorry. I got a lot of friends in Wisconsin. I got family who are Packers fans up there. You're a rival. Okay. And to watch you guys lose in that fashion, I know you had a better year than us, but this is what fucking sports is about, baby. Do not take this shit personally. You should be listening to this going, you know what? Fuck you, Kilgallen. And I can't wait for the Bears to suck dick again next year. That should be your thought process. All right? Don't be a little bitch being like, I'm not listening to that podcast anymore. Fuck off. All right? This is what this is what's so much fun about sports. All right? The rivalries. That's what it's about. And to see that in enemy territory, in, in Wisconsin, in Packer country, with all the Packer shit on the walls, all over the place, everyone all decked out in Green Bay Packers gear, was Mwah, chef's kiss. I really badly wanted to be like, well, uh, just wasted your time for nothing, huh? You could have been more focused on the show. Uh, but no, they were a great crowd. But I, I definitely felt uh, it was joyous, to say the least. I kind of wanted to go through like a victory lap and and talk a lot of shit. But I, again, I was in I was in enemy turf. You, you can't, you got to be careful with where you talk shit. Fresh off a playoff loss where your quarterback costed for you, that's a rough one. Now, some people will blame the kicker. They had a kicker miss a crucial field goal. Uh, but you know what, though? I'm, let me stick up for kickers as a whole. Uh, I've never been a kicker. I, I don't think I've ever even attempted to make a field goal in my entire life. But I will stick up for kickers because people, it's just too easy to shit on them. You know what I mean? They, they don't get hit. They don't do any tackling. All they do is kick the ball. And I think the reason I'm starting to identify with kickers is because as I've gotten older, I realize that's my body type is kicker. You know, I'm six one, so I'm, I'm tall. You know what I mean? Actually, the guy that everyone's projecting to be the number one pick in the NFL draft is maybe a little shorter than me because he's listed at six one, which usually means they're a little shorter. That's how it goes in pro sports. So, uh, but I weigh about 190 pounds, 192, 93. I'd like to cut back down to 185. It's a sensitive topic because I've been struggling with it. But anyhow, I see these kickers going. That could have been my path if I'd really focused on it. Uh, kicking could have been my thing. And so then when they make it, they're the heroes, but not for that long. You know what I mean? They, they make the kick and it's like, yeah, you're supposed to make that kick. That was a 38 yarder. Yeah. The teammates celebrate, they hit him in the helmet. Go, great job. Great job. 
But when it goes right back into the, the locker room, the media is just like, hey, nice kick. And then they go right to everybody else. So you don't even get that much glory when you deserve the glory. On the flip side of that, if you fuck up and miss the field goal that could win the game, oh, you're on suicide watch. Uh, and it's, by the way, because this is on YouTube, I have to say, get help, mental health uh, care, all that. Yay. What do you have to say now? Don't unalive yourself. I can't say the other word. Otherwise, nobody will advertise on the podcast. Motherfucker. So anyhow, um, I'm signing up for the Patreon so I can give a fuck about YouTube ads. So anyway, uh, th that's the thing of it too, though. It just feels like they're just too much of a scapegoat. And the same happened in the other game, the Buffalo Bills game, which I don't want to, I'm going to get to that in a second. I don't want to like, you know, go too far ahead, but usually it's, you got to look at the whole picture here. Well, now I might as well go to the Buffalo Bills game. And I have to say this up front. I, that Bills are my AFC team. I love the Bills. They became my AFC team when I was a little kid. My dad had said, he goes, well, we're Bears fans, but you know, the Bears might disappoint often. So for fun, you could pick an AFC team to follow as well. Now, my dad was like, I'm a Raiders fan, um, but you could pick, you know, and I picked the Bills. I love the Buffalo Bills because in that game, Techno Bowl, which is a really cool classic Nintendo game, they were good. And I got this Jim Kelly thing. He was the quarterback of the Bills. During, I probably still have it somewhere. It's like this plaque with a Jim Kelly card inside the plaque and like a picture of him. Plaques were a big deal in the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of kids had plaques all over the place. You know, wood with a metal thing that said the person's name. And uh, they had Thurman Thomas, who was badass running back. They had Reed. They had Lofton. Uh, they just had so many studs. It was a really great team. And they went to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost four years in a row. They are the team when you think to yourself, is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? And you, you kind of think maybe in their case, it'd be better not to have loved at all. But it's still, in order to get, you know, if you want a shot at getting laid, you got to go to the dance. And the Bills went to the dance four years in a row. So it was an incredible run. And the first one, the one they really had the best shot of winning, that first Super Bowl against the Giants, the kicker's name was Norwood. He missed the kick just wide right, just a little far right. It was just, ah. Uh, and I had that football card. I remember like football cards weren't as popular as collecting baseball cards in America, but I remember getting a pack of football cards. And when I opened the pack, that was the first card. And it was just a, a picture of the, the ball just missing and I'd being like, Jesus. And those of you who don't know shit about football, who might be bored with this talk, the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Jim Carrey's first big starring, I'm the new king of comedy role came out 92, 93, a few years after, maybe 94, 93, 94. It came out a few years after that kick because that kick was like 1991, I want to say. And um, th that was part of the, they wrote that kind of into the plot, not using the Bills, they used the Dolphins. So, um, yeah, Miami Dolphins, they're, the kicker, the whole thing was like the quarter, the kicker went crazy because he missed this kick. And then it, it was a big, I'm, I'm going to ruin the whole plot twist. But anyway, it was a big, uh, it was a big part of that whole plot. And he blamed Dan Marino and then Dan Marino gets kidnapped in the movie. I'm not giving away anymore. In case you haven't seen a movie that's over 30 years old now. Um, that's how cool I am about spoiler alerts. I will give you up to 35 years. If you don't see the movie within 35 years, I'm going to spoil the shit out of that movie for you. Okay. You've been warned listeners. All right. You get up to 35 years and that's it. All right. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, the bills are a team I've been rooting for and I wanted them to win. And, um, you know, it was like my brother-in-law is a big Kansas city chiefs guy. I've got some friends who are chiefs fans 
And it's like, listen, you've won two Super Bowls over the last, what, four or five years now. And you've been going to the AFC title game, I think, six years in a row. Someone else's turn. So I was totally cool with the Bills winning. And but I did think to myself, well, if the Chiefs go, I, you know, I got a little family thing with the Chiefs, so it's fine. But I was strongly rooting for the Buffalo Bills and was very disappointed because another kick, another kick. The Bills had a chance to tie it, and it just went far right again. And I'm like, these poor, and it was showing people in the crowd crying. They just dealt with a massive blizzard, which happens every year in that city. But everyone I've met from Buffalo has been great, and um, their time will come. Bills fans, chin up. Your time will come. It has been said, so it'll happen. I'm putting it out into the universe. The Buffalo Bills time will come. You will see them hoisting that Lombardo Lombardi trophy. Maybe the Lombardo trophy. Maybe there's you could get playing a local rec league or a guy named Billy Lombardo um, started the league, so they honor him with the Lombardo trophy. It's not as nice as the Lombardi trophy, but it's something. It's you know, put on the mantle, you know, show it off to the friends when they come by for din-din. All right, so, but again, with the whole blaming the kickers thing, people are giving that Bill's uh, kicker a lot of shit, but think about it, and he's amazing. Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I wish the Bears had him. He had an easy touchdown pass. He was well short on. Two plays before the kick attempt, second and 10, he took his shot at the end zone and underthrew it badly. And I remember thinking, like, he was wide. If he just hits the better pass, touchdown, you don't have to worry about the the three points. You worry about the extra point at that point. But you take the lead, and the pressure's back on Kansas City with the clock ticking away. So, you know, it's real easy for everyone to go be like, fuck that kicker, piece of shit. Let's flip his car in the parking lot. That fucking asshole. Oh, my God. I hope he gets gonorrhea the next time he goes to Cleveland and has sex with a random waitress. Fuck that piece of shit. Assuming he's single. But, like, that's, you know, that's the mentality. But no one's everyone forgets about Josh Allen at that point. Jordan Love had the decency to throw a really bad interception where everyone forgot about the Packers kicker who screwed up, right? But the Bills kicker decided to take the pressure off of Josh Allen. And now everyone blaming the kicker. But it's a team effort, guys. You can point to any little thing and um, you know, some refer some officiating, some bad calls by the old refs. Uh, but you know what? Here we go. It's uh we're down to the final four. You have the Detroit Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers, and you have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Hot damn. I think I want, and and sorry to, to my brother-in-law, apologies, but I want uh, Detroit. I want the Lions for sure. Uh, the Lions should be the team everyone in America is rooting for, and I want them versus the Baltimore Ravens. I like the idea of two cities that have been kind of you know hurt by tough times, Detroit and Baltimore, Facing off against one another uh, for just, you know, the big trophy, the, the big game, Super Bowl Sunday. And that's going to be great for both of those cities for them to come together. It's also going to be interesting as someone who doesn't live in either of those cities to watch those cities burn to the ground when the other team loses. Because that's going to happen, uh, you know, so it's, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be, you know, the NFL as a season this year, I thought the NFL was very boring. But the playoffs have been pretty good. So there's pretty good matchups, good games, good action. Uh, but the Lions, you got to root for the Lions. They haven't even come close to winning anything like ever. You know? And I was, I was talking to my one cousin. He's just like, I hate the Lions. And I'm like, why? They're so insignificant. You know, I understand as a Bears fan hating the Packers and the Vikings. But the Lions, you know, we've beaten the shit out of them so many times. I just don't, you know, I went to Ford Field once, too nice stadium. And I like Detroit. I do. I've got some family outside of Detroit. And I've had some fun whenever I've gone through that town. But uh, yeah, they're they're the they're the ultimate underdog. So maybe it'd be fun to see them take on Kansas City 
and beat the team that's been so dominant for a long time. But the way I see it, the 49ers had their decade of the 80s and they even won one in the 90s. And the 49ers have always been like this big, iconic franchise. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens who won one in the year 2000 and then also won one not that long ago. They've won two in the last 25 years, I believe, two in the last 20 years. So, And, and they're usually pretty uh, competitive. They've had some downswings, but upswings. But they're usually, you know, in any given decade, they'll make the playoffs four or five times. The Lions, though, oh, my God, man. They, it's them even winning the one playoff game felt like a miracle to win two and to be in the NFC title game. I, I am fully on the bandwagon. I am jumping on the Detroit train and I am rooting for those lines. All right, let's switch gears here a little bit, talking some movies a little bit here with y'all. Um, the Oscar nominations came out. I don't know them all. I do know that people are very pissed off that Barbie didn't get more nominations. And it does seem, I haven't seen Barbie uh, or Oppenheimer, I'm behind on movies. Uh, I've got so many things to do. Maybe I should get back more into movies. I don't know. It just it seems like a lot of modern movies nowadays are three and a half hours long. And I'm like, just make it a television show that I could binge in one weekend. Can you do that? But uh, I have been watching a little bit more lately and I'm starting to get into, I got a new TV around Christmas time and I'm really liking this TV. The other TV was good, but then it just, I, I don't know. I'm more inspired to watch things on this one. So, um, so yeah, I'm getting back into movies. And the Barbie thing, uh, so the Oscars come out, Greta Gerwig, not nominated for Best Director, and Margot Robbie, not nominated for her role as Barbie. But Ryan Gosling got nominated for his role of Ken. Again, I didn't see the movie, but I do know the movie's kind of about women being overlooked, or there's it's some feminist twist to it, or not twist, but angle to it. So again, I, I can be talking about my ass because I haven't seen the movie. I'm just going off of what the smart people I know tell me about the movie. They all raved about it. They said it was a good movie. Really good, actually. Great was the word I'd heard often. And uh, so it does seem a little weird to be like, how did she not get nominated, but he did? And Greta Gerwig doesn't get nominated for Best Director. You know, it seemed like, but then part of me, and and I've seen the comments from people saying, this is what the point is. This is what Greta Gerwig was trying to say. And yet it still fell on deaf ears. I'm going to back uh, go back against that a little bit. I don't think it fell on deaf ears. I think they don't give a fuck. There's a big difference between the two. And the idea of something falling on deaf ears is the more hopeful, optimistic thing. I think it's more like, I can't believe they're still this dumb, this ignorant to not get it. Uh, where my approach is, oh no, they got it. They just don't give a shit. And that's a much more negative outlook from my end. And and I don't mean to. You guys know if you've listening to this podcast, I try to spin things in a positive way. I try to believe the best in people. But I also know an industry like Hollywood that has really had to look itself in the mirror a lot over the last decade and kind of always has. I feel like this happened, you know, everyone nowadays, like Hollywood's over. I've heard, I've heard the phrase Hollywood's over my entire life. Every five to eight years, someone comes along being like, it's done. Fuck them. They've done this. They don't know what Americans want. They're there. It's, it's capitalism. They just want to make as much money as possible, but they do have a lot of power hungry dudes who are in charge of shit. And you know, they don't know which way the wind blows. They don't really know what people are into. They're always late to the game on everything, you know? And there are some aspects of it where I'm like, how did you guys fuck that up so badly? And then there's obviously, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy shit that everyone thinks that everyone's diddling kids in Hollywood. I lived in LA for three and a half years in Hollywood itself for two years. I didn't see any of that shit. And I was on the Warner Brothers lot every day. I was on a lot of uh, studio lots. I will, I'm not bragging. That's what I worked in. I was a production assistant. I was a producer and I worked uh, as a background um, actor 
which is just an extra. And I also worked as uh the fuck. Oh man, my fucking screws just out of my chair. This thing's oh fuck, I might wobble over. You guys might see me fall right out of a chair on camera. I, and I worked as a stand-in. That's how I got my SAG card. I'm in the Screen Actors Guild. So you know. <laughs> They must be doing it in top secret meetings. I just never, I just feel like that's too easy to be like, they're a bunch of fucking pervs. Um, and some of them are, but any more than any other profession. I mean, people want to point to a guy like Kevin Spacey and be like, see, look at fucking perv. Or to a guy like, uh, it's that fucking horrible dude. Um, shit, why am I blanking on that guy's name? Harvey Weinstein, horrible piece of shit, right? Is he dead yet? He should probably be dead soon. Um, but uh, I think he might have. Did he in prison? Did he? I, it's hard to keep up with. But uh, yeah, these are terrible, terrible fucking people. But the average person will hear about Harvey Weinstein and be like, fucking Hollywood. I'm like, you don't think there's a Harvey Weinstein that works in construction? That's like the foreman on a construction site. There's no Harvey Weinstein that works at that mall. Like it, I'm saying every industry sadly has pieces of shit. Um, I just think in Hollywood, it's just more talked about because it's celebrity. It's, it's movies, it's television, you know, and it's just, and it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not, again, I'm not acting like it's not fucked up. It's, it's horrible, but I don't think it's in any more than in any other profession. Um, like Bill Burr had a great line when they're talking about comedians being scumbags. He's like, what is it as, as opposed to, as compared to plumbers or something? Like, what do you mean? Like us more than anyone else. If you ever talk to a mechanic, like, you know, it's, that's just how it goes. So, um, but Hollywood's problem to me and the industries we call it in comedies, I think they're always late to the game on stuff. Now Netflix is going to people who have big followings, right? Mark Norman and Sam Morrell were putting out great specials for a while. And say so it was Mateo Lane. And I'm trying to think of who else has gotten Netflix specials recently. Uh, and Netflix wasn't fucking with them. But then once they put their specials on YouTube and got massive numbers on it, then Netflix was like, well, shit, we want the eyeballs you're getting on YouTube to come over to Netflix. So now we're going to pay you and treat you like royalty and all that stuff. Because they're late to the game. They've always been with that stuff. So they don't really know. So Greta Gerwig does this thing that's a lot of satire. She uses Barbie as her vehicle to explain and tell the story of injustice in a lot of different ways or gender inequality, right? I believe. Again, I haven't seen the fucking movie. I'm just going off of like the little bits I've read and from, you know, commentary from friends. And and then again, and so she does this. Everyone raves about it. They say it's amazing. Deserving of... Uh, best Oscar or best director Oscar and best actress Oscar nominations doesn't get them. And people are like, they still don't get it. I'm like, no, they fucking get it. They don't give a shit. This is their way of still trying to keep you all in check. I feel like, you know, I, I just think they think we're fucking hot. We can do whatever we want. When you become this kind of massive industry, like Hollywood is, and my, like the other thing I was talking about the NFL, the NFL, Hollywood, um, obviously the military industrial complex, all of these things, are so massive in uh, society, our culture, that they can do whatever the fuck they want. The NFL changes rules every season. Fans bitch for a day, and guess what? They still show up and watch. The NFL's ratings are higher this year than they were the year before, the year before, the year before. And yet I was told that with the Colin Kaepernick stuff and with everybody putting political messages on the back of their helmets, that that was going to make the average fan go, screw football, I'm not watching the NFL anymore didn't happen the ratings kept going up oh keep showing taylor swift i see this all the time all these oh taylor swift this taylor swift that that's why no one's watching the nfl anymore i'm like everybody's watching it i swear to fuck man there is a segment of this population that pulls out bullshit stats out of their fucking dick holes 
because I would say assholes, but assholes are a little bit bigger. Something even smaller. They pull it out of their fucking dick hole. How like I don't get when people could just say, see, that's why no one watches the NFL anymore. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Clearly you were watching, which is why you saw Taylor Swift shown 18 times during that game. And everyone else is bitching about seeing her too much. So clearly they're watching the fucking game. Also, maybe try this. G-O-O-G-L-E dot C-O-M. Enter. Then you type in what your NFL ratings 2023 season slash 2024 now. And then guess what? You're going to get fucking answers. Holy shit. How are people still not able to Google anything? And the people who don't want to Google are always the ones who are like, I got to just make a comment. I got to go comment my ass off on this. It's very frustrating. It is because it just, it would save so much back and forth. I'm finally learning because, you know, I told you what I wanted to have accomplished in 2024. I have not gotten into a LeBron James, Michael Jordan argument. Now I did get into it back and forth, but it wasn't an argument on my end because I give a fuck. And I told the dude, I'm just going to block you. And he did that modern thing because for whatever reason, there's this group of the population that thinks blocking is the most evil thing you could do. You blocked me. I can't believe you blocked me over this. Why would you block somebody? That's these fucking morons out there. The like, like of course, we should be blocking each other for everything. Every fucking thing we should be blocking each other for. Joe, that's crazy. Why would you? They're strangers. I don't know these fucking people. This dude I went back and forth with. I knew in high school, he was a year younger than me. I barely talked to him in high school. I haven't seen him since then. If I bumped into him on the street, I would say, oh, sorry, dude. I wouldn't even, I would take me, if I stared at his face directly, I'd be like, oh yeah, you, eh, I fucking know you. But it's fun. And he's annoying the shit out of me because every time I, I just shared a post, my post was Michael Jordan has played 82 games, which is a full NBA season, more times than all of these other superstars combined. And he has to come in with stupid ass fucking LeBron James stats that are dumb. He's like, is it about the games players, about the minutes? I'm like, all right, well, Jordan also fucking played a shitload of minutes. It's not like Jordan's playing 12 minutes a game, you fucking dip. He was averaging 38 minutes a game, which is actually more than LeBron James has averaged in his career. Jordan is at 38.3 minutes per game for his career. LeBron is 38 minutes even. Some of you might say, well, Joe, LeBron has played way more games if you count playoffs in the regular season. Yeah, because he's played more seasons. But LeBron has only played all 82 games in a um, did I just lose some audio there? I did. Sorry, everyone. LeBron has only played one full season, 82 games. My point about the post was when you're taking days off every time you're tired in the regular season, it's called load management. When I was growing up, load management is what you do. Get it? Loads? Anyhow, so if they have a two games in a row in the NBA, which is often scheduled, they'll purposely sit out the second or the first game, depending on the matchup, is load management to kind of relax yourself a little bit. The idea being if you play less games, you're more efficient longer, which is true. It's true. But when you're going to compare that to Jordan, there's you have to put an asterisk next to this era. Oh, LeBron James' career field goal percentage is half a percentage higher than Jordan's. Yeah, because he wasn't playing fucking tired ever. Because whenever he was tired, he sat out for a couple of games, even though he's perfectly fine. It's like it's shit like that. Dude. It just revs me up because. In a world in which we have all the information at our fingertips, we are choosing either to be too lazy to research it or just too dumb to look it up or like, you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. No one's researching. And when they get across the information, they're like, they're ignoring it. You know, it's very rare this day and age. You'll find someone say, you know what? 
I was a fan of this person, or I thought this person was the best at this or that. But now that I've read more statistics and come across, I've got a different conclusion, right? And we can't break away from the people we love. Some people can, others can't. I'll give you an example. Used to be a big Conor McGregor fan. Now could give a shit about that dude. Yeah, too much smoke, my man. You've been accused of sexual assault way too fucking many times. You've been opening your mouth about a lot of stupid shit lately, too. I still think in your prime, you're one of the most exciting fighters to come across combat sports. And I was a huge fan of yours for a while. But now I could give a shit. He could go away for us all, I can, all I'm concerned. And he should. He should. I don't even know why he'd fight again. You got $400 million. Go chill, my man. Go spout off more ignorant shit on, on Twitter, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's called growth. It's okay to admit you liked someone at one point and didn't. Some of you might be like, you know what? I used to like this podcast, and now he's been shit and talking way too many of my uh, favorite football teams there. Uh, but anyway, all right, I'm going to cut it short this week with that. Uh, cutting it short, it's almost been 30 minutes. I was going to say, I wanted to make two recommendations. I've already recommended the show Reacher many a time. Season two concluded this past week, so all eight episodes of season two are now out on Amazon Prime. Cannot recommend it enough. The books are incredible too. Lee Child's Jack Reacher series. There's like 30 books in the series. Alan Richton is so awesome as Reacher. The cast was great. The story was great. Season one's awesome too. Great show. Check out Reacher. Uh, second thing, the movie Saltburn, worth watching just so you could talk to your friends. Saltburn is worth watching so you can say to your friends, Jesus Christ, did you see Saltburn? Like, what the fuck? Can we, can we talk about that? The one scene? Oh, my God. Ugh. I was, I was going to throw up. I was going to throw up all over the place. Oh, and then that scene at the end, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going to do something like that. Like, really gross, right? Ugh. Man. But let's, you want to keep talking about it more? Yeah, every time I talk about it, I get grossed out, but I can't stop talking about it. Like, that's that movie. Saltburn, also on Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> you know what that movie made me want to do? I, all I want to do after I was done watching that movie was smoke 18 cigarettes and then run around my house completely naked. Not my house. I wanted to run out around an estate. I'm like, I need to find some sort of stately home, some sort of mansion, castle-looking thing, and just run naked to it. You know what I mean? Um, except I'm circumcised, so it would look very, very different from that of uh, uh, Irish actor Barry Keoghan. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Great actor, though. The Irish are killing the acting game right now. You got Barry. You got Killian Murphy. You got that Paul Meskel guy. You got Colin Farrell, of course. Michael Fassbender is Irish. I think he was born in Ireland. He's an Irish citizen, but I think his father's from Germany. Um, and then, uh, you know, Saoirse Ronan or Saoirse Ronan. Um, there's another actress, too, that's pretty great. Yeah, this, the Irish are, you know, as an American with uh, strong Irish roots, it's, it's, it's nice to see people looking like me doing very well. <laughs> it gives me hope that I can have a movie career still one day. Who knows? Uh, but I'm happy just doing bit parts and commercials. All right, everybody. Again, joekillgallon.com for tour dates. Uh, check out the special on punchup.live. It's right there for you. I've got an idea for what I'm going to do with the special when I bring it to YouTube. Might not bring it all to YouTube. For the, more information on that, check out the Patreon. I'll be dropping a Patreon bonus. That'll be up uh, either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. So thanks, everybody. A couple days late uh, this week. Um, the damn snowstorms in Chicago and all the ice. And it just, I had to leave 20 minutes earlier to get my kids to school on time. And because of that, when I come home, I need a nap. And I took way too long a nap yesterday and I was out for the whole day. So I got nothing done and I was really pissed at myself, but uh, you know, it happens and I apologize. All right. You guys have been great. Love you. And as always, cheers.